Hello everyone, welcome to the latest issue of Comic Book Gentlemen, the podcast where we use our decades of being giant nerds to discuss the most divisive issues in our fandom. I'm your host Greg, joined by my constant host Dave. Hello. And we have a guest with us yes. today. Yes. Hi. Okay, give us give us a little introduction of yourself. How's oh it going gosh. today? Hi. Uh, hi, I'm Melanie. I am a new Marvel Comics nerd and a TikToker of all things. Um... Yeah, yeah, I'm here, <laughs> and I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so we were excited to have you on. Uh, obviously, you and Dave have known each other for a while. And, Two years. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he's he's been like, yeah, let's get Melanie on. She's brand new to the the comics at oh, least. Just and... like me. <laughs> I didn't say that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's keep this professional. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, we thought it was a great opportunity to kind of go over like what is it like being a new comic book fan, especially in this era, because like when Dave and I first started reading, like we didn't have the MCU, we didn't have the same level as TV that we had, so it's really interesting to hear about new fans getting into the into the comics and whatnot. Uh, and yeah, we also, as you can see from the title of the podcast, we're also going to give mine and Dave's recommendations to, for, for you to check out and everybody listening who, who hasn't checked out and whatnot. Uh, can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. I'm, I, I think you and I might disagree on a couple, but we'll see. We always disagree on That's true. That's kind of the point of the podcast, <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, let's start with the very beginning. So what is your experience with, you know, comic books in general? What got you into reading them specifically? Right. So, um, well, I've been a nerd my whole life. Um, so, uh, like, growing up, I watched, uh, like, X-Men, like the 90s X-Men cartoon and X-Men Evolution were big nice. ones for me. Um, like, the old Spider-Man cartoon, things like that. So I've always kind of been in Marvel a little bit. Um, and then, obviously, that all ramped up when, like, the MCU started. Like, I saw Iron Man in theater with my dad back when that first came out. Um, and it kind of just spiraled from there. Um, so I've always kind of had Marvel in my life that way. Comic book-wise, I um, I read so much manga in high school. Um, <laughs> I was a big manga kid. And then, I know, you're shaking your head. <laughs> I, well, meanwhile, I, Dave's shaking his head. I'm nodding my head. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, like, I read stuff like that uh, when I was in high school and a little bit, you know, into my 20s, and then um, I've read, like, various graphic novels over the years, too, Um, and so, like, the Marvel Universe especially to me was always really intimidating, because it's huge, so, like, I thought about wanting to get into it for years, and I never knew where to start, and I never knew where to go with it. And so finally, um, I actually think it was one of your guys' episodes where you're talking about that Marvel Unlimited mm-hmm. uh, thing. And yep. so finally this year, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet and just do it. So I signed up and just started, basically. That's um, awesome. Yeah. We, we really need to get a sponsorship of Marvel Unlimited because we've, we've promoted <laughs> that so much. Lot, yeah. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it is... The best. <laughs> Apparently, Comixology used to be good until Amazon ruined it. So yeah. We'll see. yeah, yeah, no, it, it, uh, it's it's an amazing it's an amazing tool because like even for myself, like I collect a lot of comics, but there's a lot of comics I don't collect. Okay. Uh, so like uh, you know, I I never was heavy into. Uh, stuff like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or or Black Panther, or mm-hmm. it, because it was either they were fairly new and it was just something I just didn't get into, or like Black Panther, which they published like way back in the day, and then have kind of restarted them over and over and over and over and over again, and it was just something that I just never got into. But I always enjoyed the comics, so like that app is amazing for even longtime readers like myself 
because it's got everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, Marvel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and it's great for me because, like, I don't necessarily have the funds to be able to go out and buy, like, every single volume mm-hmm. or issue as they are. So, you know, spending, I forget what the price is, whatever it is for the year, mm-hmm. and then just being able to access that much, like, it's, it's a little overwhelming, but, mm-hmm. but, like, for me, it was, like, kind of the perfect way to just jump into it yeah. before really committing and, you know, going, having a room. <laughs> yeah, Dave's dungeon. <laughs> Dave's dungeon. <laughs> um, so, like for for me, like looking at it, um, it's interesting because I've seen like throughout the years they've they've done like anything from like restarts, <laughs> yeah. just flat out restarting the characters, or uh, stuff like the Ultimate Universe where they basically it was like okay we've gotten so far along that people are intimidated to look at like this material because there's so much. Why yeah. don't we reboot it again mm-hmm. so that new readers can start at the beginning and, and kind of get to know who, who these characters are. And they've tried various uh, different ways of, of going about it. I guess from my perspective, I was always interested, like, what is it that, that as a new reader you're looking at and you're going like, wow, this looks intimidating? <laughs> well, I mean, there's, a, like, that's kind of the thing, right, is there's so many different places to start that you mm-hmm. could start. And I think, at least for me, that was where I felt really intimidated by it was, like, I didn't know which one to pick because mm-hmm. there are like you know there are so many and there's so many different opinions on like you know do you start with Claremont or do you start with Bendis yeah. or, <laughs> or yeah. whatever right so like it's it's definitely from my perspective it was just trying to find the right point for me to jump mm-hmm. in versus you know what other people might kind of run with or yeah. Yeah. all that right like it's you know that's <laughs> no, it's very true. And I mean, there's been so many years. It's just, like you said, there's been so many different eras, different, like, a character like Dave was saying could start off in one completely, like, right, one point, and by the time you read him 20 years later, it's a completely different character, and it's like, I don't even know who, what the heck you're talking but, about. But there's, a, like, what, what I find is there's, like, there's elements to the character uh, that through the years, you know, if you've read, have have kind of concrete, kind of, this is what makes the character the yep. character. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, I can understand where somebody jumping in would be like, well, why are they doing that? Or why are they acting like that? And it's like, well, you know, 600 issues ago. <laughs> uh, this is this is what happened. So it's, you know, from that perspective, I can, I can get it. Because if you're not, you know, yep. if you're not reading all of it along, you, you can quite easily get... Overwhelmed. Not so much confused, but overwhelmed. Yeah, exactly. And so it's that thing, too, for me of, like... I, I was really worried that, like, if I, when I jumped in, that I would be missing out on so many things from previous mm-hmm. issues or previous yeah. runs or whatever that I wouldn't understand what was happening. And so it was, like, a long time of that where I was just like, I don't know, like, you know, what if I try reading this one, but, like, I'm missing out on 20 years worth of history yeah. and then I just feel completely lost, I get dejected, so. Yeah, it's yeah, tough. It was, a, it was a lot of that. <laughs> even, even me, like, I know when I started reading column books, again, it was one of those issues of, you know, money slash where like sometimes I just don't have access to a comic book store so keeping up with certain comics was actually very hard and it was one of those things even myself as a comic book reader and fan sometimes keeping up was an issue mm-hmm. of like you know I want to read this character I want to read this writer and then oh I haven't been to the comic book store in two years I have no idea where the heck the story was I don't remember it or even the issue of like oh they cancelled the series and I had no idea and now it's a whole no- another writer team and it's like a completely different story and it's like what's the point right and again yeah. that's another good part about the app is you can just pick and choose kind of what you're doing and go from there so exactly how like where did you choose to go in like i i can i can reflect on myself and i can say like as a kid 
uh, seeing the like the '70s Spider-Man cartoon uh, was what just like click. I'm, that's it. I'm that's it. I'm <laughs> Spider-Man. I read Spider-Man. That's that's what I do. And then slowly kind of built into the other stuff from there. But you know, looking at it. Uh, you know, how did you just, like, where did you decide, or how did you decide, okay, this is a character I'm going to try, or, yeah, so like, how, how, what was that process? It was a process. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I did a lot of research, and, like, um, I looked up a lot of lists online of, like, good places to start with mm-hmm. different characters. Um, I did ask on TikTok for people to give me recommendations as, you know, if you were starting, or if you were recommending somebody starting, where would you go? And then I kind of looked at, because my my knowledge of Marvel is mostly rooted in the MCU, or at least mm-hmm. you know, at that point it was, um, what's coming out and what am I excited for or what characters am I interested in? And so at the time, it was a little bit before the Miss Marvel show started up. Mm-hmm. And I like Captain Marvel as a character, so I found her interesting, but that was another one where I was like, okay, but this is a character that's pretty well established and I'm worried that I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to be missing something. But with Miss Marvel, I was like, but that's an origin story. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start with Kamala Khan. And so that's what I did. You know, So it was a bit of a combination of mm-hmm. a character I had interest in, but was intimidated by, but also here's a show that's coming out that I'm kind of excited for. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that. So that, that one was my first choice. And then um, at the same time, I decided to uh, go way back and jump into the Dark Phoenix mm-hmm. saga with the X-Men. Because that was another one that I remembered from the uh, the '90s X Men show, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And I remember, like, I have really good memories of watching mm-hmm. that as a kid and being like, my mind was just blown. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of where I decided to ultimately start. Right. Yeah. And then I kind of spiraled from there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we go too far away from uh, where your origin was, uh, what was your favorite manga? When you were oh reading. gosh! Okay, so yeah. um, Dave Clears. I... <laughs> not off or yeah, 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 sorry. I'm really curious. Um, I mean, there was a lot. Um, my brother and I were really, really into Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh yeah. Um, that was like my brother and I used to fight all the time as kids, and for some reason, that one, like that manga and that anime, were like a bonding moment we had. Oh, nice. And we still like text each other. Like, there's a Netflix live action oh, coming yeah. out, and like <laughs> we send each other stuff about it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so that one, and uh, I was also really into Card Captors Card back in the day. Yeah, yeah. heck yeah. <laughs> I I've still been... have all the collector's edition mangas in my library nice. at home. I've been. I I was always more anime than manga, but mm-hmm. I I, uh, mm-hmm. I always try to get my nieces into Card Captor Sakura because oh, yeah. it's such a good. Um, it's so good. <laughs> in- intro to the to anime manga. Yeah, I remember stuff. dropping most of my paychecks when I was working at McDonald's and nice. sixteen at, at the bookstore, just buying as many as I could. <laughs> Dang! If I knew your manga, I would have had a couple of recommendations there too. But oh, I mean, well. I can always come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. When when we have our our comic books versus manga debate, you can come back for sure. Uh, I'm in. We'll, I'm we'll into go it. for that. I'm into uh, it. So yeah, moving moving away from that, so Dave can can participate again uh so like you've said you kind of dabbled in new stuff versus old stuff and that's a big theme in our show is like i'm a newer reader he's an older re- i guess i'm not even a new reader anymore i'm like a middle-aged reader but anyways yeah i'm intermediate yeah i'm middle-aged yeah but you're new to the comic yes. book reading right so like how have you found reading like kamala khan miss marvel versus reading like dark phoenix saga back in the day um i think for me i kind of enjoy some of the more modern writing um not because i don't appreciate or respect like the history Mm -hmm. of it or anything like that but just for me personally i find it's just easier for me to kind of just relate to a lot of it in a in a more tangible way i guess um like reading the dark phoenix saga was it was interesting to kind of contrast it with the miss marvel stuff because like 
um, especially with the character of Jean Grey. I found she was written to not really have a lot of agency in her own story versus Kamala Khan, who very much is the one Mm -hmm. making her choices and doing the things she's doing. So it's, I think just from that perspective, it was a lot easier for me to, to just get more into some of the newer stuff. But I am going to definitely be going back and reading more of the older stuff too, because Mm -hmm. I do like appreciate and respect the history there as well. So yeah. No, I, I feel very similar to you in that way. Like, I have tried to go back. Dave's always recommended, like, oh, you should read this run, you should read this run. And it's just one of those things where it's like, you can appreciate the old stuff for what it was, but you can definitely see some of the aging a little yeah. bit. But yeah. yeah I think with the history of most of the characters, like, all of the, um, most, I'm not going to say all, most of the defining aspects of the characters happened way back then. Mm-hmm. Sure. So... I, you know, even I find myself challenged sometimes. I'll go back and I'll read like a, you know, uh, X Men comics under issue one hundred. Mm. Oh, like the just 60s. the way, yeah, the way it's written, <laughs> the way it's, yeah, like it's 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 challenging sometimes mm-hmm. because like, the, just just the way, uh, you know, people talk, the words they use, the and and in all honesty, like Claremont, who was very well known for being very wordy, mm-hmm. even back then, if you compare him to like Bendis now, it's like you can't hold a candle. Like, because I find Claremont back in the day, like, even though that was considered wordy, if you looked at other comics, you could understand why, because they said, like, three words. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> per bubble kind of thing. Yeah. So so he was wordy, and now I find, like, I look at Bendis, and I go, oh, my God, like, this entire comic was just, like, one one huge dialogue, which is not bad. He's a yeah. great, great writer, but it's just, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, going back and seeing that sometimes it is a struggle to go, like, oh, it's a good story. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. the writing's sometimes a little suspect. Yeah. Yeah, I find it's, like, my issue with it is mainly the execution when I whenever I read old comics, because I feel like, and maybe, like, like you're saying about Claremont versus Bendis, is that Claremont, when the way he's wordy, is that he has to explain everything the character's doing as opposed to everything the character's thinking mm-hmm. or saying, whereas Bendis is everything the character's thinking and saying. So, like, for example, you'll have a, a scene where it's like, you know, if Claremont's writing, you'd be like, oh, Nightcrawler, he bounce, he decides to bounce off the wall and mm-hmm. do a triple backflip, whereas Bendis will go like, hey, what's up, nerds? It's me, Spider-Man, and, like, whip through the whip through the scene. And that's, it's like, it's different. a little more show. Yeah, now. exactly, yeah. right? Like, it's, and then you, you rely more on the artwork, which I found very interesting. But anyway, that's a whole, yeah. whole whole other whole debate other there. Uh, so what what have you been receiving so far? Like you said, you're on TikTok asking for people to recommend. What have you been receiving? What have you been enjoying? Um, I've actually, well, so I've gotten lots of different types of recommendations, which I really appreciate from the people on TikTok who have given them. Um, I find, I think for me, I really enjoy, I, I enjoy more than I was expecting to a lot of the more street level um heroes like I read I've been reading some Daredevil and I know you're gonna laugh at me but I've actually really been enjoying Hawkeye as well (laughs) Um, but I kind of I think I really like the sort of I don't want to say like smaller stakes because that's not necessarily true but I find that those kind of stories are really interesting to me because you can focus on one story and one character and get really in in depth with it Mm -hmm. versus some of the bigger like universe ending events um and they're also a lot more accessible as a new reader, too, because you're not necessarily needing to read, like, 20 different storylines from a bunch of different comics to converge into, like, a big thing. Event, um, yeah. So I, I've really been enjoying that kind of stuff. So I like the sort of more self-contained stories for now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which I think is yeah. fair. I mean, if you yeah. think about it, it's, like, the reason why 
a lot of people like characters and whatnot is you get to know like them on a personal mm-hmm. level you get to know like what are their hopes and dreams and then what's their family life like or friend life like exactly. whereas when you're in the event which is epic and awesome but you don't get that type of connection mm-hmm. it's all like there's so many moving parts and you got to make sure everybody's like a lot of the times you don't even talk about their personal lives in events and you completely forget about it mm-hmm. and it's only about like civil war or secret evasion you know that type of stuff well and if and you'll, you'll see with some of the recommendations that are before <laughs> uh, it, it's like if you go back and look at some of the older stuff like they didn't have like a writer come in and they go okay tell us a story and you have six issues to do it mm-hmm. it was they were very self-contained within yeah. one issue maybe two okay. but but for the most part it was it was you know villain shows up you know, villain beats up good guy. Mm-hmm. You get to the second issue. Good guy turns it around, wins the day, and that's maybe you got two issues right. where that that story was being told. Whereas now it's like 10, 12 issues. I mean, you've got entire runs like Bendis's run on Daredevil mm-hmm. is a whole thing itself, mm-hmm. and that's well over a hundred comics. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's you know even back then it's like now you see a lot more uh, leeway with writers to be able to know okay I'm going to go in and I'm going to tell a story over 12 issues yeah a really good example of that that mm-hmm. uh, immediately popped in my head was Days of Future Past by yes. the X-Men. It cracked me up so much. So Days of Future Past uh, is a really famous storyline. Like, mm-hmm. I've never read it, but I heard about it. It's I really saw the movie. F- yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> you like, know, you've never read I, the, I have now. The two issues? Yeah. <laughs> You're spoiling it. You're spoiling it. Like, my favorite part about Days of Future Past is, like, it was a super famous X-Men storyline, blew a lot of people's minds, mm-hmm. and like you said, they made a whole movie about it, and you mm-hmm. watch the movie, it's like, this is epic, this is insane. You go to read the comic, it's literally, like, two that's it. issues. And, that's it. and it was the <laughs> quickest thing and you're like what happened <laughs> like, it was so random it was just like this is the storyline so like when you had story arcs like it, there weren't like if yeah. you go into into the 80s like there were certainly some story arcs but if you went into any individual comic there wasn't a lot of story arcs that were like oh this is six issues or this is four issues or this okay. is 12 issues it was because they were just so self-contained as one comic right. it's, I pick up the comic and you better be able to tell me a story and I think that's where some of the writing gets very yeah. crappy <laughs> to, to be blunt uh, because they have to resolve this by mm-hmm. the end of this yeah. comic well and I think like I, I noticed that when I was reading the Dark Phoenix stuff that if I mean you can tell very much that this is like a weekly release that they're just trying to like you know I'm, I'm blabbering now you're gonna have no, to edit this <laughs> but like you're trying to like get it finished in a few issues so yep. that you can start something new because mm-hmm. you're trying to keep people's interest in yep. continuing yeah. it in the long run versus uh, necessarily like building characters or stories yep. the same way that you do now where you can have like you're saying like you know 12 or 20 or whatever it is issues in a run and you can collect them in a few volumes that people can read and, and really dig into so mm-hmm. yeah and I, I, I find it interesting you, you'd mentioned like the like that street level like individual character kind of thing like that's where I started with like you know your Spider-Man and your Daredevil mm-hmm. and stuff because I, I like the surrounding cast and it was easier to relate to that in yeah. the sense of like oh oh Spider-Man has friends yeah. and he has family yeah. and he has you know <laughs> there's a, okay I can relate to that whereas like the team ones I always found the team ones were just like a gateway drug to more characters yeah. because it was like I like Wolverine I'm going to read X-Men oh wait a minute what? there's Nightcrawler and Colossus yeah. and there's like all these other characters uh, don't get me started on Nightcrawler yeah, but they, <laughs> they don't spend uh, they, they can't spend mm-hmm. enough time with those characters to really Get flush them out. Yeah, flush them out, yeah. Yeah, so what, what, uh, what is your favorite character right now in Marvel? Like Marvel Comics or like Marvel generally? Those <laughs> give me both. Things. I'm curious. Okay, curious. Give me both so if you got two separate ones. Anybody who has come here from my TikTok or who will go to my TikTok after hearing this, 
I'm a Bucky Barnes girl. Oh. <laughs> I, am, I am. I have. So, TikTok is a weird, weird place sometimes. So, I. Sometimes? Very, all the time. <laughs> so, I got onto TikTok originally to talk about being a new Marvel Comics reader, and I still do that. However, I started doing these silly, like, ranking videos where you use, like, the which character you filter, but instead mm. of finding out which character you are, I rank them in order of one to five on how much I would want to go on a date with them. <laughs> but the caveat of it is that the number one spot is always there for Bucky Barnes. Hey, there you go. And I have not gotten him yet. I've been doing this since, like, late August. I think I have, like, 45-some-odd wow. episodes of me doing this, and I haven't gotten him yet. But Odin... An ego every time. What? I know, they just pop up. It's horrible. Why are they an option? They are, and it's horrible. So I am a Bucky Barnes girl. No, through so, and through. So obviously because of Sebastian Stan and okay, the MCU yes. more, right? Yes. Was it, well, sorry, Sebastian, I, I meant like, yeah. was it comics or was it the movie No, it was, it was more the movies. And Sebastian Stan specifically, so I remember him being on like Gossip Girl mm. and being absolutely in love with Carter Basin. I was like, this <laughs> little jerk could destroy my life and I would thank him for it. And so I've been in it ever since. And so, like, when he got cast in Captain America, I was immediately excited. Like, yeah. I was like, I don't care who this Chris Evans guy is. I want to see this guy. And I had no idea any of, like, the history of Bucky yeah. Barnes as a character or anything mm-hmm. like that. And so... This is a really unique opportunity. Did you know, then, about Winter Soldier? Before? Absolutely not. So, okay, so what was your reaction <laughs> I, when the reveal happened? Can I swear on this Yeah, podcast? go ahead. I shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I, no, I had no idea. And I honestly, like, when Winter Soldier the movie came out, mm-hmm. I wasn't paying that much attention to the MCU. Like, I'd seen the movies, and, yeah. like, they were fun, but the, I wasn't quite as in it as I am now. And so when I watched Winter Soldier for the first time, I lost my damn mind. That's amazing. I was amazing. like, wait, he's the bad guy? <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, and, it was something. <laughs> and, and you've read the Winter Soldier I've, I have the, now, the, yes. the comics? Okay. Yeah, yeah I read He's it. so much worse. Yeah, he's in not those? nice. <laughs> yeah. Than he was in the movies. Yeah, 100%. so that was, that was one of the, um, after I finished like the Miss Marvel mm-hmm. run and everything, that was one of the next ones that I read, which ironically yeah. enough, I used one of those dumb filters to decide which character I was going to read next, and I think Sharon Carter was the one that popped oh, up, yeah. so I was like, all right, I'm reading Winter Soldier. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, so I have read some of that now. That's awesome. <laughs> a good place to start. Ed Brubaker's yeah, oh, yeah. A, a, like, a great run on Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that, that's a, like That's a great one for anybody. If it was excellent. Like, hey, I want to read a Captain America thing. So right. now that you've transitioned from like, you know, you like the MC, you watch mm-hmm. the MCU, now you're more delved into there and you're reading the comics. Mm-hmm. Do you find when you're watching new MCU movies like, oh, I get that reference, I get that reference yet? Or Absolutely. What do you, okay. yeah. yeah, my husband is sick of me doing it. <laughs> like, he will not watch the help with me because he knows I'm going to do That's that. so funny. Yeah, what do you think? It's kind of like how my wife's learned not to ask me what I yeah. thought of the yeah. movie when I walk out. Uh, or she'll ask me, like, from an entertainment standpoint, yeah, did you enjoy yeah, the movie? Because she, she does it, yeah, she's got to be very, very <laughs> yeah. careful. Well, that's another funny part that we've talked about before mm-hmm. was, you know, there's so many things that I knew that back in the day for Dave was mind-blowing for him. Because okay, he's like, yeah. you know, like, oh, Green Goblin's Norman Osborn or, you know, all this stuff. But for me, it was always like, yeah, I just, I grew up doing that. Like you said, it's either the TV shows or right, whatever. Yeah. It was just always known that that was the reality of it. So it's now interesting to see that here that there's another generation of comic book fans that are now getting their mind blows in the movies. Mm-hmm. And we're, and then meanwhile, Dave and I are like, yeah, we need the whole time, man. Yeah. <laughs> we, 
what are you excited about? That's been a thing for twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now that you, you so you you, uh, you you fell for Sebastian's down. Uh, he suckered you into watching The Winter Soldier. So you watch The Winter Soldier, then you're like, hey, I'm curious, I'm going to read the comics. So if you separated the two, which which one did you like better? The the, huh. the representation in the MCU? Right. Uh, Sebastian Stan aside. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> purely on yeah. personality, not looks. No, um, or, or the character that they write in the comics. I think it's hard to compare because they don't feel the same to me. So it's, mm. it's not a straight across comparison. It's the way that they're exploring him in the MCU versus the stuff. And I mean, my knowledge in the comics is limited because I mm. haven't read like all of it or anything yep. like that, obviously. Um, but the way that they kind of separate, like the way that you're sort of exploring these characters feels very different. And so like the MCU is feels much more like a consistent story to me just because I've seen it now from... First Avenger mm-hmm. up through Falcon and Winter Soldier yeah. and then into, you know, when he's in Thunderbolts or whatever. Yeah. So to me, it, it, I can see it and look at it as like, here's how we started, here's what happened, et cetera, et cetera. With the comics, I've read the Ed Brubaker mm-hmm. and then I read the five issue, um, like, kind of standalone thing where he yeah. just kind of helped, I forget who wrote that one, but it was where he's helping, like, the young Hydra brainwash kid or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just, it's, I can't do it, I can't compare them the same way. <laughs> so, were, so I've always wanted to ask an MCU fan who got into comics books this, were you disappointed in that the character wasn't the exact same in the MCU when you read it in the comics? I don't think disappointed is the right word mm. because, so I've been like a, I've been a bookworm my whole life, so I've lived my entire life watching movie adaptations yeah. that have been like quote unquote disappointing, so I'm pretty good at separating the two things and looking at them as being different, which is why I like to try and compare Sebastian Stan Winter Soldier to like comic book Winter Soldier is not really something I'm going to do because I don't view them as being like the same. Um, so I wouldn't say disappointed. It's just I I guess I, some of it I just wasn't expecting. Okay. And there are some things about it that I I like that mm-hmm. I think that I would love to see them actually incorporate into the MCU. Yeah. Most the fact that Bucky Barnes has a cat. Yeah, <laughs> bring Alpine, it in. I know I want I want Alpine, but apparently Sebastian Stan has a cat allergy, so they can't do it. They could CG it. I think they should just make him take some Benadryl so that I can see him snuggle with this cute little fluffy. Could you cat. imagine uh, Sebastian Stan, a cat, and Yelena Bolova all oh, in the geez. same room no. together? That'd I be... will die of cat lady bisexuality. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I would lose my mind. The second they announce Yelena Bolova, I mean, if she's in any of the MCU stuff, immediately I'm there. Day Morris one. Morris is mm-hmm. a goddess. Uh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, any other questions you got about recommendations and stuff? Um, no, it just, I, I mean, it, it uh, do, have you ever found yourself kind of, you know, you get a recommendation or you pick a character and you're like, hey, like Winter Soldier, right? Mm-hmm. You go into the Winter Soldier, obviously that's in Captain America. Have you found anywhere you've got into it and then and then discovered like another character through oh, that? 100%. And gone like, oh, wait a minute, who's this? And yeah, then gone yeah. off in that direction. So I read a little bit of, um, oh, what was it? Oh, it was a Daredevil mm-hmm. run. I can't, I, I'm so bad at remembering who wrote what. So but, am I. <laughs> but it was one of the ones where Punisher was, like, kind of flitting around or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, I've never really been that interested in Punisher as a character before. So I was like, oh, okay, well, this guy's kind of around. Whatever, he's fine. But then I was kind of, he's, I forget exactly what the interaction was, but, like, he said or did something where I was like, okay, well, that's actually more interesting than I expected out of Punisher because, like, I don't know anything about yeah. him much, right? Mm-hmm. Other than, like, okay, his family was all killed and now he murders people. Yeah. Which is, I mean, which is basically what I expected. Yeah, yeah. It's just that was kind of all I really knew about Punisher. Yeah. So after that, I was like, okay, well, 
okay, well, I'm going to read a Punisher run. So wow. I read the, uh, it was this one I do remember, it was the 2014 Nathan Edmondson run. Okay. And I really liked it. I was yeah. like, I like Frank Castle. He's a really interesting, like, he's not just this one-dimensional, no. I'm going to kill the bad people, which is kind of more where my mind, which, like, you know, it's a bit of a, it's not a fair statement to make that I'm like, oh, that's just what he's like all the time. But what? but I decided to branch out a little bit and try it. And I was like, this is really, really actually interesting. And I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. No, I think it's a good point of saying, like, I thought that's all Punisher was. Because there's a lot yeah. of situations where they use Punisher as just that guy mm-hmm. of, like, Spider-Man. Why don't you fucking kill people, man? Like, yeah. <laughs> And they use him a lot in that way. They yeah. even kind of use it in that Daredevil one. I think I know what one you're talking about. But it, but it is interesting when they actually delve into his character. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, no, he has a lot of nuance and, and whatnot for him. Well, and yeah. he cares about people, right? Yeah. Like the, the Edmondson run that I read. Like, he's got, like, this these friends at this diner he hangs yep. out with. It's like, we all have friends at a diner we hang out with. Yeah. Like, so it's just, yeah, it just feels a lot more... Like relatable than I was expecting. Well, so. you know, I think that was uh, certainly for me, from a Marvel comic standpoint, that was always the the point of what made the comics interesting mm-hmm. was the fact that yes, you could say like, oh, Spider-Man, he puts on his tights, he shoots webs, he does, <laughs> you know, he does his thing. But what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man is his surrounding cast, mm-hmm. right? It's not the fact that he does what he does. It's it's if you re- if you've read the comic long enough, it's a lot about the people that are around him mm-hmm. and the interactions that he has with them and and how that shapes his his character it's not going out and fighting you know rhino or doing this or doing mm-hmm. that it's it's the characters and and i think a lot of the comics like like that who would think oh punisher like he uses guns and he runs around shooting people that are <laughs> yeah. jaywalking or whatever it's a serious problem man yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> just to say he actually did that <laughs> he actually shot a guy that, uh, that jaywalked uh, but once you kind of get behind that and start to see, yeah, there's a lot more mm-hmm. to it than just, I put on my tights and I run yep. around and I do stuff. Yeah. Feel free not to answer this in case you don't want to insult somebody who did this on TikTok for you. Has, <laughs> has there been something you absolutely hated that somebody recommended? Um, nothing that anyone's recommended. I did, I have read a few things that, I don't want to use the word hate because like I don't really want to like, I don't want to, like, shit on anything that people enjoy because yeah. it's not really what I'm about. Yuck, they're young. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, like, there's definitely been stuff that I've run that I, or read that I, um, that just didn't do it for me in the way mm-hmm. that I was kind of hoping. So, like, I did read um, a She-Hulk run that I just didn't. Was it Dan Slott? I don't think okay. so. I can look it up. I have I just, are, you try, are you trying to aggravate? No, it would be really <laughs> funny if it was Dan Slott's run, and then yeah. you can be you can be like you're in the you're in the clear, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't. Which is supposed to be a really good run, but anyways, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't actually think I've read any. Watch she, while she's looking. So. Has there have you like? Can you think of a comic that you've absolutely hated that you're just like this is this is nobody should read this trash. Oh boy. Um... I would I would have to say there's there's been uh, I would not say like there's like a character like oh don't ever read the Fantastic Four it's always been like single issues of mm. comics or maybe a run that was just like like for instance when we read uh, No Way was it No Way Home or, yeah uh, Avengers. For the Avengers yeah uh, like that was that was one I was like I read it and then I was like I will never recommend this to anybody <laughs> because it was just it just didn't click it didn't it didn't click so there's there's certainly been 
uh, I would say, uh, storylines or individual comics that mm -hmm. I've read and I've gone like, I wish this didn't exist <laughs> uh, because it was just it just wasn't good. Yeah. Um. But but not an, an entire character or, yeah. or or anything like that. Yeah. No. Well, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. There's been some runs. It's like, why were you selected for this? You know, yeah. Type yeah. of thing. It so. was the uh, the Charles. I'm gonna say this wrong. Charles Soleil. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Run, yeah. I just mm. it just didn't. I I was I think maybe it was part just like. It just didn't do it for me, and like maybe my expectations were just different than mm. what I got, which, you know, that's on me, yeah. and that's fine. No, it's it possible. Just, and it doesn't mean that I don't want to read and enjoy Marshy Hulk. I just, that one just didn't do it. No, <laughs> there's, a, there's a good chance that we're going to rec recommend stuff that we enjoy that you just, sure, it yeah. just doesn't click Pretty for Pretty much right, anything so. I recommend is not going to be enjoyed. It's in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. I might I like a lot of things in the 80s. I'm I've enjoyed some things you've recommended, Dave. I won't. I, it's on the podcast now. Whatever. We play that clip for it's you. It's on the internet forever now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's go into our second part, which is kind of like what Dave and I, the process of recommending that we mm -hmm. kind of go through. Like, what do you consider and whatnot? And you can sh chime in with it, like, especially if my. I have a couple questions for you as we go into the these details, right? Yeah. It's like, so Dave, when somebody comes to you and is like, "Hey, I'm getting into comic books." What is your thought process? How do you recommend comics to those people? Uh, well, I mean, it's a, the easiest thing is usually start with like what you know, what interests what interest do they have? Like, is it uh, you know, do they like the team books with the big dynamics, like the Avengers, the you know that kind of thing, or they, is there a specific you know character that they like mm -hmm. that they they want to follow? Um, you know, usually that's the easiest way to you know recommend anything because if you take a look at whether it's Avengers or Captain America or Spider Man or X Men or whatever it is, there's a good run in there somewhere that you can recommend to somebody and, and get them really to understand because the last thing you want is them to grab or pick up something that's like oh this was just a, a, a really you know filler story for four issues that was really bad I don't ever want to go back to that. So I usually start start there. The team books I find are nice because, or, or event books are nice because they usually introduce you to more than one character at a time. Mm -hmm. So so you can actually start to kind of feel feel out like, oh, okay, I didn't know much about Luke Cage, and I didn't know. You know so you can start to kind of see what those characters are about. Mm -hmm. But it, that at the same time can get I feel a little confusing because then it's not confusing but overwhelming because then it's like, well, do I need to know <laughs> yeah. who all these people are and what they're doing? Um, but it, it's it's tough like you said it's I, now I would probably recommend stuff that's more recent yeah uh, just because uh, to your point uh, it's just a lot more relatable right like they have cell phones Whereas, <laughs> you know like you jump into a comic in the 80s or the 90s mm. They don't have cell phones. Yeah, they have the landline. You know, they're not, they're not, yeah. <laughs> right, just the way that they write those relationships, right? It's a little bit more, like you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's very yeah. It's 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 just it's just not it's not present. Mm -hmm. That's that's mm -hmm. what it's what it is not. Uh, I would say if somebody like got into something and was like, "Hey, I really like this run in Spider Man," and I you know did, I I would say okay, if you want a uh, like a character defining moment read this mm. yeah. right like read the two issue uh, fight between him and Green Goblin when it, where Gwen Stacy what dies Gwen Stacy, yeah. because that although maybe not greatly written is a pivotal moment mm -hmm. in, yeah. in that character's uh, move forward but it would definitely be something recent because yeah. it's just it's just a lot easier to, to so have you, have you ever run into the problem of uh, somebody going like hey I'm interested in this character or I'm interested in comics mm -hmm. and then it's like 
we even mentioned this earlier in the podcast is like where do you start mm-hmm. like do you do you tend to find like a number one and go like hey this is a good marvel created this starting point it is a good starting point or do you go like hey sometimes you just gotta wikipedia a couple things and go nuts you know? yeah i i would i would say like it, it it's more important i think it's more important that you get this that, that you get a good story Mm-hmm. Then you do go like okay, read issue number one, and then number two, and then oh, and not volume three. You got to read volume one. <laughs> you know, like it's more important to find a story because if you read the story and the story's good, you're gonna get more into that character, mm-hmm. and then yeah, you're gonna start to Wikipedia stuff and look stuff up, and okay, maybe read the next series or you know whatever, and you're gonna start to pick it up because I don't think there's any perfect place to say okay start at this this issue and you will never ever have to worry about it possible and i think that's a good thing to keep in mind too like to to realize that like you're never going to find a perfect place you know like you can go all the way back and start with the very first was it fantastic four or whatever the very first marvel comic is Mm. but that still isn't necessarily going to be the perfect place for somebody to start because that's not necessarily what's going to relate to them so you really do have to think about what kind of stuff is going to draw a person in and want them, get them wanting more versus just getting into it? Yeah, yeah I was going to ask you about that. It's like, have you had a moment where you, somebody recommended something? You're like, wait, give me, I guess we kind of mentioned this earlier. Mm-hmm. It's like, have you ever been daunted by how much backstory you've had to read or are oh. you able to kind of pick it up as you go along? Like, some, some have been harder than others for sure. Like, some of it, um, there's definitely been moments where I've been reading like oh I wish I had more context to what this was about I think I was reading the Tony C. Coates Black Panther run mm-hmm. um, which I, I very much enjoyed and I thought the writing and everything was excellent but it was kind of a thing where I started it and then I felt like I had missed out on a bunch of stuff Yeah. Um, just because it picked up felt like very much in the middle of an already happening story yeah. Um, so yeah it's definitely it's definitely something I think about every time I do pick up yeah. a new a new character or a new story that I'm getting into but I'm also like I do have enough sort of prior knowledge going into it now at this point where there's a lot of things like that where it's like okay I don't know what exactly that's about but I can kind of piece it together yeah um but it really does just depend on like who's writing it and what it is that I feel like you know is that I'm missing out on personally so yeah (laughs) yeah and I think I think like the way they write things now versus the way they wrote like I mean when they killed the green goblin he stayed dead for decades right right yeah. like he was just like no we're not bringing him back now they cycle through like you can read <laughs> like a fantastic four comic depending on which volume it is at some point in that volume dr doom's going to show up yeah and he's going to be a major player in whatever they're doing right and, and i think that's it's yeah. helpful for new for new readers getting in because then you read it and it's like it's not like you have to go like Oh, okay. I've never heard of this character mm-hmm. that they just pulled out of the, you know, pulled mm-hmm. out of the of the drawer from fifty years ago right. that I know nothing <laughs> about. It's like no, this this character is yeah. always in the comics, so it's easier to pick up from that standpoint. Yeah, like a baseline. Yeah, yeah. I think that is one of the nice things about modern times with Marvel mm-hmm. and other comic books is there's so much other material out there than just the comic books that somebody's probably heard of a character outside of the comic books like a big rec- uh, task I had recently was a lot of my nephews and nieces wanted to get into Marvel yeah. and it's one of those things where it's like oh you know I saw Spider-Man he looks super cool on Fortnite you know type of thing yeah yeah he's like, or like Venom or something oh, like that yeah, yeah. but then the problem is is that his mom will their moms will just then be like okay they want to read Venom you know where should I start with Venom I'm like 
How old are they again? Wait, <laughs> yeah, no, no, well, just give me a second. Start, start with Secret Wars. Yeah, well, it's one of those issues of, like, you know, the, the age rating sometimes mm-hmm. a little bit flub. And they do, yeah. Marvel especially usually does it really good about, like, having some storylines that are made for kids, which is yeah. nice. But it's one of those things where it's, like, my main recommendation, because I've only ever read, like, the PG-13 stuff. It's all yeah. PG-13, and I don't mm-hmm. think they want them to read that. You know, Venom eating brains and stuff like that. Now, would, would uh, uh, Strange Academy be one that you would See, that would, that would be a good recommend, uh, which we'll get into yeah. uh, later. Spoilers, but uh, <laughs> but no, like I said, there are comic books out there, but I definitely find that comic books do lean more towards PG thirteen. Yeah. So like when you have kids who are like under ten and they're like, oh, I saw you know Tom Holland on TV, show me some Spider Man. It's like, well, are you gonna get the the nuance of Peter Parker not being afford rent? You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. just a major plot point yeah. for the last fifty years. You know, yeah. type of thing. So possible to all his friends down. Yeah, you know, it's a you know, can't hold a job or a girlfriend. You know, you know. Girlfriend or, you know so I do, I do things. find that's a little bit tough sometimes. Is yeah. is the age rating? But uh, another thing I like to do a lot is too is. Um, yeah, just like what character looks cool to you, you know? Yeah. Like, like, that, and like I said, it's a big like that's how actually I got into comics was um, uh, there's a video game called Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, great game. Uh, mm-hmm. I love it so much. Uh, I'm probably just nostalgia glasses at that point. But uh, <laughs> what's the greatest game? Isn't like the whole podcast like something of a nostalgia? That's true. Yeah, Dang, she's, she knows too much. <laughs> I've been listening since day one. Yeah, exactly. Right. So one of my favorite things about that game was how many characters. This is pre MCU, mm-hmm. so they're like you can have any character in there go yeah. nuts because they weren't just pushing the the main people. Yeah. And so like my buddy and I were playing and we just swap out characters. Yeah. And so he discovered Deadpool and then I discovered Ghost Rider. I'm like, this character is amazing. (laughs) He's from hell. His head's on fire. And then you can grab people with his chains and whip them. So then immediately that immediately led me into like, nothing to do with the comics, but now I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go read the comics because this character is so cool. I think that's a nice thing is like, hey, random person on the street, who have you seen that looks cool? And then I'll find you a run that that amplifies that that feeling. It's it's funny because I, I mean, I remember when I was a young comic book reader you know just collecting the stuff that I that, that I read it was like Captain America that guy looks dumb yeah you know yeah. he fights with a shield he fights yeah. with a hammer yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just like it, it just it, but it was just like it, it for whatever reason at that age just didn't appeal and then you know I really wish that uh, earlier on I would have picked up some of that stuff because there were some mm-hmm. fantastic runs going on at that time when I was first getting into comics mm-hmm. For those characters that were just epic, yeah. Right. But I, but I, you know, I just purely on like I don't like the way he looks. He's got rings <laughs> on the side of yeah. his head. You know, it was like, eh, you know. But but certainly for a like to get in, uh, I, I would say you know select that. But I would also say like give give it a chance. I mean, now there's so many yeah. short runs like four mm-hmm. issues, six issues kind of thing. You know, or small graphic novels where you can just pick up pick up real quick and go like I'm not really sure. Like everybody like there's a lot of Thor movies out there. Mm-hmm. I'll just pick this up and I'll right. and I'll read it. That mm-hmm. that you can you know get into a character mm-hmm. that maybe might surprise you. Yeah. yeah, like I was surprised how much I enjoyed Thor because I read the um the Gore the God Butcher stuff before mm-hmm. Love and Thunder came out, and yeah. so I, I kind of like I liked Thor in the movies, but I was like I don't know how this is going to translate into a comic book. And I read that, and I was like, this is excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thor is Way awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so much different. So yeah. much different. Yeah. Another thing I was going to ask you about was, uh, how, do you recommend based on genre at all? Like, do you ever go to a person like, are you a horror person? Are you comedy? Are you, you know? Yeah, if somebody comes to me and they're like, I really want like, uh, oh, everybody's talking about Punisher. And it's like, 
okay, well, do you like people getting shot in the face? Yeah. Like, yeah. do you like graphic, violent kind of, yeah. you know, if you're not into that, you're not going to like the punish. It doesn't matter how much your friend is telling you, yeah. like, this is an amazing yeah, thing. Yeah. So, I mean, John yeah, there has <laughs> to be, there has to be, because there are a, it, very much like how uh, people compare the, uh, you know, DCU versus the MCU, mm -hmm. and like, DCU is so dark, and this is so dark. It's, there are certain characters that are light, Mm -hmm. They have some darker moments here sure. and there, and then there's certain characters that spend a lot of their time very dark mm -hmm. and have lighter moments now and now and again. So I, I think that does play into it a lot as well. Like I, I don't think necessarily somebody that likes Spider-Man will necessarily like Daredevil mm. because Daredevil's a little edgier, a little darker, not as dark as the Punisher. Yeah, uh, but but. Very different. Yeah, on the spectrum. Yeah, the tone is is different. So it's it's you know I think it's it does play a factor into into you know if somebody says oh do you think I like this it's mm -hmm. well yeah what do you do like you, <laughs> do, you like, do you like slapstick okay you'll yeah. probably like, like Deadpool, Deadpool. Yeah. or or, or you like Spider Man mm -hmm. if you're looking for slapstick. I'm not going to recommend you Punisher or Daredevil. <laughs> that's not what it is. Could you imagine like Punisher walking around actually step on a rake? You know, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'd read that though. It'd be funny. <laughs> That'd be like a fun multiverse little like yeah. side story thing. Very, very reminiscent of like X Force by Rick Remender. Yeah. Whatnot. Have you have you found a genre you're enjoying more? Like I, I like a lot of different genres. Like I'm very, I'm not like committed to one specific yeah. type. Like I like fantasy. I like sci-fi. I like horror. I like gritty realism so like I, ha I don't have like a genre that I gravitate to more so I just like if it's a good if it's a cool story and a compelling character I'm not worried about genre as much for me yeah no good to hear uh, I mean that's a great segue into what are our recommendations Dave for oh. Melanie and for new new readers in general uh, what was what was your thought process going to? Did you just pick the, your favorite ones? I was ones, like, or? I'm gonna go super old that Greg might not even recognize <laughs> some, some, of, some of these. Yeah. Um, no, I, I I looked at a couple things. Number one, I I said I'll go with some of the older stuff because that's I'm, I'm familiar with it's it. Kind of your stick. Because uh, you're old. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so so I, I went. That was you know criteria one. Um, criteria two was kind of like um, looking at. Uh, say if it was a series, which we'll see with some of these, uh, if they've redone that mm -hmm. again, okay, let's take a look at the original yeah. way they did this, uh, so that you could you could actually get an idea of okay, like um, Inferno in Dawn of X, significantly different, amazingly <laughs> than the original different. Uh, Inferno. Um, I don't even know, know very, why they use the name. Yeah, it's very just... much like very <laughs> much like the movies when they say Civil War mm -hmm. and you think Captain America and you're watching that like. Like for me, knowing the the Civil War comics, right. I laughed out loud when I saw five characters running towards five characters. So On the an Civil War, hanger, yeah, yeah but because in Civil War it was like all of them fighting, mm -hmm. like it was, it was massive. Mm -hmm. So like it's 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 a lot of that to understand. Like okay, this is the actual context of what right. this was, yeah, and what they did over here is so much different yeah yeah my my thought process was like we said i did more of the newer stuff mm -hmm. uh i was trying to aim more towards stuff that you could jump in if you don't have a lot of backstory some of them you kind of need a, a couple things backstory sure. but most of them are are kind of for brand new people yeah. i also did mine separated based on genre because i was just like maybe like you're more into more stuff but or you're sure. into a lot of stuff but, but if our, good to like yeah if, if, if there's listeners out there who only like one certain genre yeah, here's here's a good read too i also did 
did branch out a little bit from Marvel. So I, I uh, if you, I know it's not on the app, but if you ever feel like branching out, here's a couple of recommendations to, <laughs> right. no, to branch out. So uh, how many, how many do you have, Dave? I, we didn't talk so about many. this. Uh, <laughs> we so go many. for a whole other yeah. podcast. How yes. many got written down? Uh, written down, I'm probably close to ten. Holy crap! I only have five. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think we. Were, I just assumed five. So my bad. I should, we should have honestly. We should have talked five, about this and then it was like, whoa, wait a minute! I'm well past five. Are you going to give big descriptions of? We should have talked about this beforehand. Are you going to give big descriptions? Uh, I can give a brief description, okay. but I wanted to leave it, you know, because I would I would explain it away. Yeah. yeah. So okay. for the most part, it's like I did look at things like who the artist was, yeah, who the writer is. Um, because one of them I think was, was, is very, I think would be very shocking for a lot of people that know uh, a particular writer that does a lot of good stuff in DC, that he actually wrote something in the Marvel universe that, that not a lot of people are aware of. Jeff Jones. Oh, (laughs) what did he do in Marvel? Avengers. Really? Wow. I didn't even know that. That's amazing. There's your next episode. Yeah. I like Jeff Jones too. It was actually, this series is actually what, which is semi-recent. Mm-hmm. Is actually the one that actually got me into collecting Avengers. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, because of the art and the and the writer. Yeah, I only did five. I broke it down in genre, genre, and I'll give a little bit of uh, thought process behind that. And yeah, feel free to throw in some questions that you have. I'll have some questions for Dave too, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. You know, that that'll be yeah. Let's I, listen. That's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. But yeah, uh, <laughs> let's let's start off with yours, Dave, because you have more than me. So let's okay. go with that. Um, I would start with uh, as far as as far as old, um, because I know that there's a series coming out regarding it so you you would probably get this recommended to you at some point anyways um iron man uh the armor wars oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, by bob layton uh who did who's i i have to say one of my favorite old iron man artists but it was basically just a, a like a, a section of comics mm-hmm. uh that were would have been back in the 80s like okay. late late 80s like about my age. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's it's basically uh, the premise is exactly that. It's like what if Tony Stark's tech escaped right. and people started using it and how he reacts to handling mm-hmm. that. And again, wasn't a series, was it it was just an arc, a story mm-hmm. arc in 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 the uh, in the comic and I think it really defined uh number 1 you know who he who he who he is right. uh, because he doesn't want his stuff to become weapons obviously but number two there's a very defining moment between him and uh, Steve Rogers okay cool. that that kind of carries over in my opinion uh, why they why their relationship why their is relationship what is. is what it is oh that's awesome too I haven't yeah. actually read any like Iron Man comics yeah. yet he's shown up in a few things I've read yeah. but I haven't like read Iron Man yet so. yeah so that would that, that's my first. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't think I've actually ever read really any Iron Man other than like maybe yeah. Ultimate Iron Man once in a while. So yeah, oh, wow. no, very cool. Uh, I'll go next because this mm-hmm. one we can get out of the way pretty quick. Uh, I was going to recommend Thor, God, uh, oh, God, God of Thunder, Thunder. Yeah. Uh, the the Gore the Bo- God Butcher. That, Greg. Yeah, Jason Aaron. <laughs> anyway, we've talked about it a couple times on the podcast too. It's a great run. Go check it out. Way better, yeah. way better than the movie. I hate that movie. Oh, uh, I liked the movie. I well, that's a whole other podcast. Uh, <laughs> so to, so fair. that was my action genre uh, mm-hmm. recommend because I find a lot of that is mainly just action. Like there is well, some th- there is some storyline about like you know how sad it is. Is very story heavy, I thought, and then yeah. it kind of progressed into more of an action thing. More of an action thing. My uh, definitely leans more towards action. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's it, all of them have some sort of action yeah. in it. So it's a good one, though. Yeah, but my my substitute since you've already read that is uh, Planet Hulk by oh, Gre- that one is definitely on my list. Greg Pak and Carlo <laughs> Pagulayan. Uh, one of my favorites, like one of my top five of all time story runs. I love that, and that's even yeah. like even after reading Immortal Hulk and like how amazing that was, I still think Planet Hulk is up there uh, fighting it. But it's it's yeah. it's so good. It's it's amazing. It has Hulk just being yeah. Hulk okay. and going nuts <laughs> on, on a whole planet full of people who can match him. So that, it's just yeah, really and I'm, I'm I'm really excited to check that one out because that's another one kind of like Punisher where Hulk for me was always just like, oh okay, smashy guy. Yeah, it's just <laughs> fine. Like you know that's that's great. We all have our, you know, we all have our rage we have to get out. Yeah. But I was always kind of just, yeah, Hulk's fine, whatever. But then I think you guys were actually talking about that on one of your previous episodes. You are talking about Planet Hulk. And I was like, mm-hmm. that actually sounds, or World War Hulk or something. And I was like, that sounds really cool. Actually. Oh, yeah. Planet Hulk's yeah. great. Yeah, there's a bunch of good ones. And, and, and if you like the pack, uh, Pac's currently writing a lot of um, uh, Maestro. Oh, really? Stuff right now. So oh, Maestro is like this evil, horrible version of the Hulk in the future. Yeah. Uh, where he's just like given up on humanity and he's a, a total... D bag, uh, and and it's it's great. He's, it's good times. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Dave, what's your next one? Uh, this one was it probably one of the more mind blowing uh, things that they did in the Marvel universe back when I was I was uh, a youngin. Uh, was the Age of Apocalypse? Mm. Yeah. Um, it just just I mean it it blew my mind. Uh, it interrupted the entire comic series because it basically said, okay, this is where it gets cut off. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden we're producing a whole bunch of different comics like The Amazing X-Men okay. and uh, Gambit and the Externals. And instead of X-Factor, it was Factor X. And it was all the characters that now live in this apocalyptic uh. <laughs> uh, world where Apocalypse is essentially won and taken oh, okay. over. And they're the resistance to the extent, except you see a lot of characters switching sides. Like, you, mm-hmm. like where, where you know, you'd have traditional good X-Men, the way they were brought up in this new world was, no, they're actually on Apocalypse oh. side. Uh, and there's a bunch of comics that go around that, and it was just such a fantastic story overall, mm-hmm. and, and a very defining, they, they, keep, they keep retreading it all yeah. the time, and it's because it was just so just good. It was so good. Who, who wrote it? I guess it was a lot of writers. There were a lot right? of different yeah, writers okay. that wrote that. See, that, we were kind of talk, saying this earlier about events. I consider mm-hmm. that more of an event storyline. Yeah. I, I actually I find it, I, I think it's great. I have read it. I just think it's hard to read in like a sense. There's so many comics that are involved with yeah. it. There, I think there's a, a, a there you is know, there is yeah. one that goes like progress through the entire storyline, which is pretty good. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of those bigger event ones in yes. my opinion. So it's yeah. kind of it's uh, interesting. Yeah, but as, as far as like you know, X Men defining mm-hmm. uh, and just like event, just world shattering. It was yeah. Again, another one to compare to the movies. Man, that, yeah. that comic. I never, I never did watch that. Okay, don't. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not going yeah. to. Good. I love Oscar Isaac too much to do that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do that to him. How dare they use the same name? Yeah. <laughs> good, good for him on bouncing yeah. back. I'm surprised they got Oh, him. yeah, Moon Knight. I loved Moon Knight. Uh, it was a good time. But yeah. Uh, go again, Dave. Go again, Dave, because I, I have less than you. Yeah. Okay, I would say you have to go back and and because there were just a lot of things that happened in this series that people aren't aware of that kind of shape characters so far into the future uh, is the original Secret Wars from 1984, 1985. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, it was uh, drawn by one of my all-time favorite older artists, Mike Zek. Um, it was just, like, it was the first of its kind. There were no, well, that might be a bit of a stretch, but as far as Marvel's no, no, concerned, uh, uh, as, as far as Marvel was concerned, like there were no events, mm. there was nothing like this. 
So when they came up with Secret Wars, it just it was everybody was like, what? What is this? And it's way different than any Secret Wars that you've seen since. Right. Um, and it's the original one. You had, you had a lot of things that happened in that comic that shape other characters going forward that will be very much like as you're reading through you're going oh (laughs) I didn't know that yeah um and it's just and it's the first one like if you try to go back and try and find any other like event type comic for Marvel you won't find it's not there (laughs) that is the first one I, I'll admit, I when I went to go read it, it actually mm-hmm. held up pretty well. It held it, up all right for yeah. for modern standards, right? There's some really cool things that happen in that book that mm-hmm. would that they would have done in mar- modern times too. And like the writing wasn't because because it's very much more of a, a fight most yeah. of the time. There wasn't yeah. a lot of dialogue, so you don't have that '80s dialogue <laughs> running the whole yeah. time. So it's actually a really good read. I, I yeah. agree with that recommendation. Yeah. Uh, for me, my next one, uh, we kind of, again, Dave kind of spoiled this. I actually <laughs> really like Strange Academy. Okay. So this is, it just started recently in 2020. Okay. It was written by Scotty Young and it was drawn by Humberto Ramos, which is hilarious because awesome. uh, this, this is a more intro for me and Dave. Humberto Ramos' art looks a lot like Scotty Young's art. So it's really funny when I looked at it, I'm like, isn't Scotty Art just doing the whole thing? Scotty Young just doing the whole thing? It's like, no, no, there actually is a guy that just has very right. similar art, art doing it. But the reason I like this, especially as a recommend, is it's a really brand new cast of characters okay. like they all have relationships to different areas of the Marvel Universe like you have a couple people from Asgard a couple people oh, from okay. uh, planet Earth you have a couple people from like um, just, just like all over. all over the place and just kind of it, it kind of reminiscent reminiscent of um, old X-Men where they just get oh, a like bunch a of, kind of yeah thing. exactly okay. like so the whole premise is basically yeah, uh, the Sorcerer Supreme, Doctor Strange, right. decides to create a school for young people, kind of like what mutants were doing, to teach them oh, how to Strange use magic. Academy. Strange yeah. Academy, yeah, Doctor Strange, <laughs> sorry. I, I should have started there. But basically, yeah, he gets a school together of all these kids, and you just have all these d- dynamics of, um, yeah, kids being kids. Yeah. Oh, I kind of like this boy. Does he like me? You know, that type Sounds of like stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Like, it, it is very reminiscent yeah. of My Hero Academia and, and whatnot. So I think it's a great starting off point for, for that reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need a lot of history for it. It has, you know, action. It has comedy. It has... I mean, there are a couple moments where I'm like, why would that character do that? That's so stupid. Sure. But it, it's... I mean, I have for, moments like that in my real life where I'm like, why did I do that? that yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I also think it's a really good recommend, like Dave said, for younger people, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, like, I would definitely give this to one of my nieces and be like, like, hey, this is a, and, and nephews and be like, this is a pretty good starting on point and whatnot. So. I don't think I've heard of that one yet. Yeah, it's pretty new. Like, they've only actually had one, one like, arc, really. Okay. Like, it's it's pretty new, but uh, no, it's it's definitely a good read. And awesome. I love the art. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it seems more kitty, like, almost manga-y, right. uh, but then it, it still has some edge to it. Right. Yeah, so he's, he's still one of my favorite Spider-Man yeah. artists. Like, awesome. he's, he's done Spider-Man more than a couple times. Yep. Yeah, great, great art. Mm-hmm. Great yeah, art. it's a good thing. So, yeah, Dave, what's your next... Um, I was speaking about it earlier. Uh, Avengers, the the uh, story arc was called Red Zone. Oh, okay. Never uh, heard it of it. It was done yeah. in 2003. Uh, and it was Jeff Johns who wrote it. And it was uh, Oliver Coppola. Okay. That did the, uh, did the art. And it is, the art is amazing. The story is great. And it's what got me into, like, I, I remember I picked up an issue. I think it was down at, like, a corner store. When the corner store still actually sold cards, <laughs> um, and I just saw it there, and I was like, "Oh, so, you know, it's killing time." And I opened it, and the art uh, by by Oliver is just like amazing, and I was like, "This is mm-hmm. awesome!" It just made every Avenger look amazing. Sometimes awesome. the art can really make or yeah. break something. So I was oh, like, yeah. "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> snag this because it was like part one. I was like, yeah, oh, I'm gonna yeah. take this one." <laughs> and then I just I had to get the rest of the series, and then the next time it was that they did another series. It was Lionheart, and I had to, I had to get that one. 
uh, because the art and the story was just great. But this was the first one that got me really into the Avengers because mm-hmm. it was just like everything that you could ask for as far as the Avengers and the various characters, and it was just it was great. That's really cool. I've never heard of that. So I actually really like Jeff Johns. Everything I've read about him is what he likes to do. I find is really redefine characters, but still like amplify what makes them core characters. Like almost like he 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 redid Aquaman and made Aquaman cool. And it was like, wow, that's good for you, buddy. That's amazing. Yeah, I know that's that's pretty impressive. Like like Dave was saying, he's more of a DC guy. But yeah, I I would definitely check that out. I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. It's cool. Give us another one, Dave. Uh, it would it would have to be I, I was just because I love these like rehashed rehashed ones is reading Inferno. Okay. Uh, the, the old it, so again back in the day they didn't have massive events all the time where they switched stuff up. This one was just like Inferno's happening. There's no Inferno miniseries. It's just happening really primarily in the X Men comics, but it affected. Everybody, oh, like, like there was a huge effect in the Spider-Man universe because, like, the, all these devils and goblins and demons and stuff were <laughs> running around New York, oh, and wow. it had a, a major effect on one of uh, Spider-Man's main bad guys at the time. Uh, but the, the the comic itself is like the introduction of Madeline Pryor as the oh, the, okay, the, yeah. the, the yeah. Goblin Queen. Yeah. Um, you had Mr. Sinister who's like by far my all-time favorite uh, X-Men villain. I remember him being real cool in the 90s show. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and there's a... At that period, you had just come out of um, the uh, Fall of the Mutants, so okay. it was thought that the X-Men characters were dead. Oh. Uh, and then, but you had X-Factor, which were the original X-Men, and they meet for the first time after everybody thinks they're dead. Mm-hmm. And with everything that's going on, they think... Oh, this ain't real. Yeah, like what? so they get in. <laughs> that's and awesome. They get in oh, fight. That and the cool. art's done by Mark uh, Silverstreet is oh, just yeah. oh, is just amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I didn't know the X Men fought each other. You should have told me that. I would have read it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I've always heard of Inferno. I've never gotten around to reading it. It's just yeah. one of those ones that, that just missed super me. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say like the certainly the X Men comics are like that's really the story. You don't have to read all the other stuff. The, okay. the other stuff was just like, hey, we're on the outside, and why is that? Why is there a demon running down the street? <laughs> you know, and they're dealing with that. It was it was just mainly. I would say probably about four to six issues of, of the of the X Men slash X Factor that you really have to pay attention to. That's just okay. yeah, and maybe even New Mutants as well because it, it had a little bit to do with uh, uh, Dark Child mm. or magic. Yeah, gotta love magic. He has some that's good moments. Uh, is Ilyana Rasputin? Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. Taylor Joy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> movie was terrible. Well, you I know, she, she was that's great. another one. I didn't she, see the movie. Yeah. I've just seen clips of it, but I love Man. her and everything she, she does. She was great. So. She was probably one of the best, if not the best. They wrote her character terribly, but she was great. She did the most. Yeah, she, she was trying so hard to save that movie, yeah. and it was just such a shit show. Yeah. Uh, that's one of those movies, uh, side tangent, you gotta just, like, if you're drunk or, or high or whatever, just watch and go, like, this is Like terrible. watching Cats. Yeah, exactly, right. Like, you know it's a train wreck. You gotta watch it. You just have to enjoy it for the mess that it is. 100%. Uh, so this is this will be my uh, DC recommend for okay, you. Okay, all right. So, okay, uh, in my opinion most of dc's best books and runs are actually side alternate dimension side stories okay. outside of the because the mainline dc universe makes no fucking sense sorry to tell you this like the only one i've actually enjoyed was new 52 but they're restarting it again yeah they are restarting and that's the other issue is every every two years they restart it because they can't they can't help themselves well if they make it such a mess then they have to clean it up exactly right, right? So. so i most of my favorites of all time are definitely in the 80s mm-hmm. but because i was tasked with doing a lot more modern stuff i actually really enjoyed 
Batman White Knight uh, 2017 by Sean Murphy. He actually oh. wrote and did the art for it. It's really good in the sense of like, I feel like a new reader would enjoy it, but it pays okay. so much homage to different eras of Batman. Oh, like, like cool. it talk, it, it has uh, feelings of the animated series mm-hmm. from the '90s, but Classic. it still has, you know, it has uh, uh, callbacks to Batman Returns by Frank Miller and or Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. by Frank Miller. Like, it's a very one of those books where it just pays homage while still introducing something new. Like, the basic concept of it is that it's Batman, you know, alternate dimension a little bit, not too far off, but Joker turns good. Oh. They find yeah. a way to just shove pills down Joker's throat. Just medicate the crazy out of him? So then he goes, he goes <laughs> good, but the thing is, he's still Joker mind in the sense of he's a genius. Oh, so I he basically that. goes to Batman and is like, you're doing everything wrong, and I'm going to show you how it's done. Oh, and then wow. it's just him tearing Batman apart and just going like, you're you're bad at this, you're bad at this. And it's a, <laughs> But then like the way it ends is just a really nice, succinct ending. I mean, it's still, it still has sequels that, that branch off and continue the story, but it's just a really good book about, like again, paying homage for the old readers, right. but still... Uh, just a new thing for for new readers as well. So if you ever are in a comic book store and see some DC that you're tempted to dabble in, I highly recommend it. It's also, I, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say I'm definitely interested in like trying out other stuff mm-hmm. besides Marvel. It's just like the Marvel thing was just like the spot. Oh, and their app is so <laughs> That's good, <the> right? <laughs> and their app is so easy to to use. Like DC, I think theirs was like built into HBO Go or something like that. Like it was oh. super, it was super weird. Yeah. But uh, but again, like the nice thing about DC is all the good stuff is just graphic novel. Yeah. And you can just grab that. Yeah, and like I the whole... really odd. Like I think I read like The Killing Joke. Yep. And like kind of some of the more like, iconic. Well, iconic, yeah. Like things like that. But yeah, I haven't dabbled too much into the DC yeah and then DC so that also I'll mention uh, is part of DC Black Label okay. and apparently I haven't read all of it but apparently a lot of Black Label stuff is really good it's supposed to be like their more adult type stuff okay, yeah, yeah. and some of it's just kind of weird it's all a bunch of nudity and it's like why is Batman naked here but there's, <laughs> why there's... isn't Batman naked <laughs> fair enough fair enough fair enough but then you had a lot of other storylines they just they take more of adult stance towards it as opposed to like a PG-13 type yeah. of thing right. so. Yeah. so yeah Dave what's your next uh, I'll go with the DC one, oh. um, and, and the only reason oh, I, I would recommend uh, I would the only reason I would recommend this. Well, there's two reasons. Number one, the artist. Uh, three reasons actually. No, I, I keep counting. Uh, the, the 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 writer, uh, and if I was going to, if somebody was like, I really like Batman, mm-hmm. but I know nothing about him, or I just want to see like like I, I like the Joker and I like the Penguin and I like this and I like that. I, I like all these these villains, but like what 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 can I read? Hush. Mm. Absolutely oh, yeah. hush. You got uh, Loeb uh, yep, Jeff writing, Loeb. Jeff Loeb. Uh, you have Jim Lee, who's by far my favorite comic book artist of all time, uh, doing Batman. And it's a basically a 12-issue run that he did in, in the Batman comic, mm. where he just does a gauntlet run through <laughs> pretty much every single one of the villains. Just the entire Rogue's uh, Yeah, through, <laughs> through the whole thing. And from a, from a perspective of like, here, let me introduce you to Batman. The, I, I find that's some people don't like the story some people were like yeah it could have been better but if you want an introductory to Batman yeah it's pretty good here you go my only issue with Hush is just the ending like I because there's a big mystery behind it and I feel like the mystery doesn't pay itself off everything that happens around the mystery is great (laughs) like you said the whole Rose Gallery like figuring out each one how they're involved and stuff like that but yeah the ending was just meh in Mm -hmm. my opinion but uh yeah, have you, are there any side tangent? Are there any DC characters you're kind of like more leaning towards? Or um, no, I mean like Batman was pretty classic. Like that was another one. Wrong. Like growing up, it was like yeah, like I watched the animated series Batman Beyond. Amazing. I was big into Batman Beyond for a yeah. while there. Um, 
And then, like, Justice League Unlimited. Oh, so good. Today. They were really, like, I, I still really, like, think that DC just needs to stop trying to make movies the way that Marvel does and just stick to the awesome, like, animated shows. Because mm-hmm. that's where they tend to excel in my mind. Like, 100%. the Harley Quinn series is excellent. Justice League was always fantastic. So it's, like, that's kind of, like, They, my they, they did such that. a, like, they, in, almost in direct opposite of what Marvel was doing, they did a much better job with TV series. They mm-hmm. did a much jo- better job with animated series. They did a much better job with graphic novels. Like it's like I don't know why they then tried to converge <laughs> and go back the other way. It's like you're you're kicking yeah. Marvel's ass over here. Mm-hmm. Stay here. Yeah, yeah like stick to your it. strength because yeah, you're doing really it. well with it. And now yeah. you're just putting out these sort of like I like I haven't even seen a lot of the DC movies that have come out recently just because I keep hearing such like not great things about them. And yeah, it's just don't. Like, mm-hmm. You save your money. I mean, I, I, I'm going to watch Black Adam just because The Rock. Black Adam looks fun at least. Or yeah. Shazam. I really did like Shazam. <laughs> I, had, I had issues with Shazam. I'm, I'm willing to see the second one, but the yeah. first one I, I, was, I was mediocre. Medium on, I guess yeah. I'll say. But uh, no. I, but I thought I, it was I, cute. Like, it was just kind of fun and lighthearted, yeah. which I really liked. Which is like, fair. Sometimes DC well, gets so like... Okay, tangent time. So <laughs> the, that, that, was my, that, that was my issue with Shazam, though, is that the everything with Zachary Levi and all the kids mm-hmm. was so happy-go-lucky, but then the right. monsters were terrifying. Yeah, when, were he, really when he releases them in the room and they yeah. murder, that was terrifying. It so was that, a weird, like... Yeah, yeah that bullshit. was strange. Yeah, like, I, I did like it, and I did love the sort of, like, family element. Mm-hmm. I know my husband even came to me afterwards. He's like... I really like the foster family element. Like, mm-hmm. you think we could foster kids one day? I was like, we'll talk about that much, much later. Only if they have superpowers. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we can adopt a, a gaggle superpower. of superhero children, I'm into it. Hell, heck, but, yeah, uh, heck yeah. But, like, I liked that element of it. But, you, yeah, like, to, to what you said there, it's definitely, like, there was a weird Tone tonal issues. shift there that, like, you could have done all of it one way or all of it the other. But, like, that, it just didn't, wasn't cohesive. It was, but it was but I still liked it more than a lot of the DC which is fair. I'll, I'll 100% agree with that. Uh, Dave, give us one more. Give okay. us another one. Um, I, I'm just going to say, I'm surprised that neither, unless you, have you got another one? I have a lot. I have three more. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, well, this is, the, this is the last one I'm going to get. Okay. Oh, really? I thought you said yeah. 10. I'm going to just think it. Okay, okay. Sorry. You can text me the list later. Um, this, yeah. So, if you say you're a Spider-Man fan, and you say that, oh, Spider-Man's my favorite, you know, if you have not read this, you are not a Spider-Man fan. Okay, where are you going with this? <laughs> I'm, I'm so if not, if you've not read Craven's Last Hunt, oh, oh yeah, okay, <laughs> there you go. I've heard you talk about you this. have to have read Craven's Last Hunt to to say to I've read Spider Man. For a second, I thought you were going to say Clone Sega yeah. as, oh, as a joke of like you have to suffer like how I suffered. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Well, that, that could be that could be that could be that could be Series B. Okay. Yes. Craven's Last Hunt is such a it was such a departure from the happy go lucky mm. Spider Man comic. Yep. Uh, I, I've expressed this to Greg. I think I even mentioned on the podcast at one point. Like when I was collecting comics, those came out monthly or, mm-hmm. or you know if you were lucky maybe maybe every three weeks okay. and so I'm reading them issue by issue and just the the story was just like what and when when it was like oh Crit Craven oh, he's, <laughs> a, he's a loser villain it was just it was so intense and it was again Mike Zek did the, the oh, art yeah. for it um, it is by far one of my one of my favorites I, I don't think it quite stands up today to uh, from a writing perspective, like I, I think it certainly 
certainly uh, if you wrote it now, it could be better. Sure. But but for its time, it was just they it just was just it as it is. yeah. <laughs> it was it was amazing, especially like the the darker elements mm. that they dealt with. What and it was just so un Spider Man. Mm. Um, but it is an. an Fantastic run that ran between Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, and Web of Spider-Man. Six issues, and it was it was it's by far hands down still today one of my favorite runs in Spider-Man. So what do you what do you mean by if you wrote it today? Because I actually think it holds up. Like, I, what are the things that you think? I, put it down I, I just I think I think it uh, in I guess the way that uh, that I would have read it back back then was that was dark. Yeah. I don't think it's as dark as some That's of the fair. stuff that I've seen yeah. come out now. It could have been, uh, like, if you really wanted to de- dive into some of the elements of that, like, really get gritty, it would be so much grittier today than it would mm-hmm. would have been back then. But it was still, the, just the story overall mm-hmm. was amazing. It was, it was uh, it's, it's the, in my opinion, the Spider-Man story. Okay. Yeah. No, I, it's definitely, yeah. One of the, I, yeah, I would agree. It's probably the best one out of, out of a succinct storyline for yeah. sure, hundred percent. Add that to the list. Then. Yeah, it's really. Oh yeah, it's really good. I probably not all these. Lists. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to read a lot of what yeah. you're recommending. Too, so. Good job, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Dude, good job, Dave. Uh, maybe we'll do a follow up podcast to see what we thought of. We'll see yeah. who won the recommendation. Dave, for it. Why did you recommend? It, <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, speaking of dark. Uh, this is my horror genre, oh, okay, uh, more darker thing. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm leaning away from Marvel. I'm going to Boom Studios, which is, Boom uh, Studios. they're very interesting. They they do a lot more licensed comics. Uh, okay. They actually do the Power Rangers comics, which is oh, amazing. Cool. Side story, it's really good. But uh, uh, for, they, they do their own stuff too. So this is called Something is Killing the Children. Oh, I've read this one. It's yeah. so good. I read okay. it because you talked about it on oh, the yeah. episode of this podcast, Jam- and I bought the first three James Tinney and the fourth, and artist Werther Dare. Like, it's such a good mix of, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. But way scarier. Way scarier. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's, but I feel like it really encapsulates that, like, new uh, era of horror st- mm-hmm. leaning stuff with, like, amazing art. I love the, the way well, the he draws. Yeah, the art's so The good. way he draws blood. It's so visceral. It's so like, visceral. It's so good. <laughs> and the fact that, like, even in the title, they're like, we're going to kill children. Yeah, yeah, and we're they, not fucking around. No, and they brutally <laughs> murder those children is such yeah. a good thing. And, and then you have this whole, like, John Wick esque, like what's the world around mm. this thing? I've, this whole like secret yeah. society of demon slayers and stuff. Yeah, so X, interesting. So, so yeah, I, I I didn't know you read it. So yeah, yeah. everybody else out there, you gotta go read, read it. this. It's really cool. <laughs> Absolutely read it. Yeah, highly highly recommend. So uh, so sorry, are you done your recommendations? Or are you yeah, I, can, I, can keep I got I got I got a couple more. So you, you, okay. we'll go back and forth um, now. I would say like, one of my I think uh, comics wise, I think probably one of the best um, comics that they have that write the best. Some of the best runs mm-hmm. um, would be uh, two comics would be Daredevil mm-hmm. writes amazing, uh, and the other one would be uh, the X Men. The X Men write uh, amazing, amazing stuff. Um, I would say for me, uh, the one that really the one that really stuck out from uh, the from an X Men perspective as as you're kind of going along would be like Executioner song mm-hmm. was 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 great in the sense of. Uh, expand again it always expands all the mm-hmm. X-Men comics but they always have these amazing stories of you know wrapping the whole universe it's a good way good marketing ploy to get you to buy all the comics sure. yep. uh, and, and wrap it uh, wrap it all into one but it was it was great because there was a shock at the beginning 
and then it's trying to piece together who and then who did it okay now we know who did it but only some people know who did it and it's just like this back and forth and it was just I I thought one of the one of the like a kind of under the radar story that they told that included some of your you know favorite uh, you know villains like Apocalypse and Strife and like these mm-hmm. these people that normally get a lot of headlines and it just was a story that just kind of for some reason I don't know why just stayed under the waterline mm-hmm. but it was a, another uh, great arc in in a in a great comic in the in the X Men that had you know great supporting art and and it I thought it utilized a lot of the characters in a in a much better way than you see today where it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody will jump in and is like, oh, hey, uh, oh, we need to get over there. And then, like, Nightcrawler will just jump in for, like, two frames of go, like, bamf and yeah. take them. And then you don't see Nightcrawler again for, like, the rest <laughs> of the series. Criminal underuse of Kurt Wagner. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it, it was, it was, I thought, uh, yet again, it was just, like, one of those just under-the-radar ones that I just, I really enjoyed as an X-Men story. Cool. Yeah. Speaking of X-Men, I'll go to my next one. So this one, I, I'm curious what you'll think about it because I have a hard time, even though Dave and I like House of Ten, Powers of X, you know, yeah, reverse that. House, House of, of X, X, Powers of Ten. Yeah, like, <laughs> I find, I've heard people say that if you don't know anything about X-Men, it can be confusing getting okay. in there. Uh, but the one I'm going to recommend is Hellions by Zeb Wells and Steven Segovia. This is my comedy comedy one. Oh, okay. And again, yeah. this is one that I was harassing Dave that he had to read because okay. I, I liked it so much. Uh, I, I so so House of X, Powers of Ten, um, you know, set up the new mutant world. Mm-hmm. It was also very serious of like, oh, we have a government and we have you know trade relations. Like Terraform Mars. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Zeb Wells on Hellions was like, I'm just going to get the weirdest group of people together. <laughs> And have Sinister as the boss, oh, and they're just gonna have chaos, and that's all, right. all this is. And it's so funny, mm-hmm. and it's but it's funny, but it still has heart. Like there's, a, there's actual even though they're doing like gag stuff sure. where it's like somebody's get their head blown off for no yeah. reason that type of thing. It's still but they still have like character but development. It can still be heartful. Yeah, exactly. Like right. One hundred percent. I I really feel like Zeb Wells does that really well. Like he's on Spider Man. Yeah, he's on Spider Man. He's doing a really good run. So really good writer. But yeah, highly recommend uh, Hellions twenty twenty right. by Zeb Wells. Uh, again, I'm curious to see what you think about it afterwards because I have heard people say it's hard sure. to get into X Men, uh, which is funny that you, you say like I agree with you. X Men, Daredevil, and a lot of these guys are like yeah. pillars of great storylines, yeah. yeah. but they also have a lot of baggage sometimes, oh, which, which yes, can get confusing. So. so the nice thing, at least for X Men, is that they are kind of like a cultural thing to the point where like even if you're not reading Marvel comics, like most people know the gist of That's what X Men are about. So like it's not like this weird. It's not like reading like like Ghost Rider maybe is one that yep. most like a lot of people don't necessarily know unless you watch like the Bad Nick Cage movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, back in the day I loved those movies. Hey, so anyways. Hey, I saw the first one. The first one was great. We don't talk about the second one. I never saw the second What's one. What second movie? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, which, well, I don't so, Cage and Eva Mendes doing things with demons. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, another funny part about the Hellions one is like I didn't the only one I knew character oh, the only two characters I knew in this book were Psylocke and, and uh, uh, Sinister. Okay. I had no idea who the hell, hell anybody else was. So it's, this isn't going to be like your Cyclops, Wolverine, yeah, Colossus situation. The like there's a lot there. I'm like there's a person called uh, Orphan Maker. And like cool and nanny <laughs> and stuff like that, and it's just like, what is happening here? It's it's a great read Orphan though. Maker, I, yeah, right? he's he's the best. Uh, <laughs> Dave, what's your, give us give us the last one? Uh, Daredevil. Um, uh, really hard if you go back to like volume one, trying to find like specific mm-hmm. storylines outside of like Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I did they, read the they, Miller. You know, um, yeah. outside of Miller, there was some good stuff. 
Uh, I would say like right around when I started collecting comics uh, because they they introduced a, a character by the name of Typhoid Mary. Yep. Uh, the, the, that that section of, of that was great. It was drawn by I know you don't like Romatov, but I I, I love him. He has his moments. Uh, yeah, he has his moments. But I would say like if you're gonna if I was gonna recommend Daredevil, somebody came to me and said like I really want to read Daredevil. This stuff looks like a mess back here. There's like so many comics. I, I don't know. Then I would start you on volume two. That was the the first. Uh, it's well known as Bendis's run, mm-hmm. but the first six issues were actually written by uh, Kevin Smith. Like wow, Kevin Smith, Kevin, Kevin, Smith, Smith, Kevin like Smith. Clerks, Kevin yes. Smith. Yes, what the hell? And drawn <laughs> by uh, who used to be, I think he was definitely creative controller, maybe CEO was uh, Joe Quesada. Oh wow, uh, did the art, and it was called, I believe, it was called Guardian Angel. Um, and basically, it's like Daredevil trying to protect a baby. <laughs> and people are trying to get the baby or kill the baby. What the hell? And <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's six issues. People die. Wow. It's 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 it was amazing. Like wow. I, I grabbed it, couldn't stop reading it. And then once Kevin Smith finished, right? Then Bendis jumped on, and then it was just like, you can read like you want to read a run. That's, That's like a hundred some odd issues oh, wow. of of Daredevil, and they mm-hmm. touch on everything. And there's so many great. Moments, the artists that they pill- uh, they pick to come in, like uh, uh, Alex Maleev and just uh, uh, Mac. Um, can't remember his first name. He's a painter. Okay. He, he did a bunch of issues. Like it is by far, if you want consistency and length, yeah. it, it's it's a great run. But it, it's funny how everybody's always like, "Oh, this is Bendis's," and it's like it started with these Kevin six Smith, issues yeah. by <laughs> Kevin Smith. That's wild. Yeah. That's were so funny. Just amazing. I didn't know Kevin Smith wrote like comics. Yeah. Like that. I mean, right. I guess I should have figured because, like, I used to watch comic book men sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so mine, uh, my last one, I did drama was my final genre. Okay. It does definitely have a lot of action and, sure. and some comedy and whatnot. And I can't believe we both did Daredevil for our last one. Oh, I, I, love it. I never would have guessed because, like, again, like you said, Daredevil's not one of the pillar, but it, he's so good. He has I so many. Be. He should be. Should be. People that aren't reading Daredevil comics, especially right now, yes, should be reading. Daredevil I actually comics. only read this two weeks ago. Oh. And because Dave forced, because Dave pestered me, it's amazing. Okay. I, this is it's, it's Daredevil 2019 by Chip Zdarsky and Marco Cicchetto. Okay. I love I love his art, by the way. Yes. Uh, but the reason why this is so good, I feel like I, it kind of what I was saying about the the Batman one mm-hmm. is it's such a good mix of paying homage to older readers and older mm-hmm. comics, meanwhile still having a lot of new stuff that they're adding in, changing the formula a little bit and whatnot. I, I will admit it starts a little bit slow, but once you get over that like first two and we got really get into the depths of it, I was like, this is blowing my mind. Okay, awesome. Um I think the great part about it was yeah, it really it really delves into like what does it mean to be Daredevil and not even just Daredevil, but what does it mean to be a superhero and like how does justice apply to vigilantes and oh, okay, even yeah. and what does it mean to do do what's legal versus what's right. Right. Huge plot in that. I love that kind of stuff too. Those blurred lines yep. of like, like what is justice versus like legality or yep. something like that. Like all those really gray areas. Like that, that gets me. That gets yeah. me good. <laughs> really good. And then my other favorite part about this is how he uses Fisk as a character foil for him. Because when you really think about it, they are two sides of the same coin. Absolutely. Of, you know, they both love Hell's Kitchen, but mm-hmm. one went to the, I'm going to try to save it, whereas the other one's like, I, you didn't, I mean, this, I is, this is yeah. what it is, you know, and I, I love it for what yeah. it is. And I'm it like, exists this way, and the only thing you can do 
use harness it versus yeah. it has potential and we need to see that potential through. Yeah, but while you have Daredevil kind of like losing his Daredevil persona, you have Kingpin trying to grow his persona mm -hmm. beyond what it was and running into new issues of uh, trying to work within like the the legalities of like evil, evil right. legal legal but like, evil. Like lawful evil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, right. Yeah, that's that's what it sense, that's what it yeah. really was. And like they don't they don't intersect all the time but when they do it's always, always fascinating to see how they reflect each other and whatnot mm -hmm. and like the whole run is just there's so many things that happen I will admit the King Black intersection was a little awkward yeah but they Zadarsky found a good way to yeah. make it work and and I have to say like that's one of the reasons I I or with the number of these like mini series and stuff that come out through these like world changing events that come out is is the timing of some of these are so horrible because yeah. they like they'll like somebody's writing a great run of comics and it's going great and it's going great and then all of a sudden it'll get to this point and it's like oh crap we got to stop doing this do two issues that reflect on whatever the hell's going on over here and then move forward and and I wish they would do it more like which I'm surprised that neither one of us recommended Immortal Hulk uh, <laughs> uh, because Immortal Hulk was just like what's going on over there yeah whatever <laughs> just kept writing I'll, I'll get to that in a second but uh, and then yeah I think in the like, lecture in this run yeah. I think is amazing but like the thing I really like about it was how much it it really because one of the most famous uh, storylines which I'm surprised you didn't recommend mm -hmm. I know you recommended Daredevil but I'm surprised yeah. you didn't didn't do the Frank Miller Daredevil because mm -hmm. it's so iconic it but it's so aggressively 80s it is. Uh, yeah. in the sense of like how edgy it is yeah. it's like Lethal Weapon cranked up to like 12 yeah. but uh, like I the, love it was the easy pickings it's one. true it's I true. gave I gave you Crave uh, Crave last time I had to I had to do yeah that's that's, that's fair but uh <laughs> but like the amount of stuff they talk about from that era but then modernize it and like okay. continue on to awesome. it was it was really cool uh but yeah that's that's the one i really recommend anybody out there definitely check it out it's it's really good and i have i have been meaning like lately i've even said to my husband a couple times i'm like i gotta read more daredevil because i know he's gonna show up in she hulk yeah. and i love me some matt murdoch so. hell yeah <laughs> uh charlie cox i think is his yeah, charlie cox. yeah i love charlie cox but just generally matt murdoch as a character to yeah. me is super interesting so I, I was going to do Immortal Hulk yeah. for my horror one. Yeah. The reason I didn't is because I feel like... I, I don't know. I don't know as you as a new reader how you would enjoy it. Because okay. I, I feel like for me... the Hulk was so different. Well... Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's he's oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's completely different Hulk. Like okay. the the reason why you didn't go. What is this? <laughs> yeah, like the reason I like the reason I like Immortal Hulk because it really delves into like what does it mean to be a Hulk and like him as a force of nature versus his usual storylines like in yeah. Planet Hulk, which is just uh, smashy smash, right. you know, type of thing. And it, it, it is a lot more philosophical around yeah. it. So I don't know how. Like I mean, if you're into that stuff, I think you would enjoy it. Yeah, but I, mean, it, I personally am. But yeah, yeah, I can see how you would think like for a new reader that might be like a bit of a big yeah. chunk to jump into yeah and, and like I said the horror aspect of it like it's very body horror which isn't yeah it's it. it's a lot of people would not enjoy yeah, that so it, I, th I find yeah. it a kind of a hard recommendation in my opinion yeah. I'll probably um, read it anyway just for fun <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. As as you get more and yeah. more into comics, for sure, I highly recommend. But especially comparing Planet Hulk versus Immortal Hulk, just to see the, <laughs> just to see the contrast is is pretty insane. But yeah, what what do you think of my list, Dave? Anything else you notice other than Immortal Hulk? Uh, no, I I would say there was a couple a couple things. I I still have to get to Strange Academy at some point because I do mm -hmm. love the art, um, uh, or the artist. Uh, it, it's something that I I would probably read like on the side is just like hey I'm, I'm not like super serious about this but it's mm -hmm. like something I would read just for purely yeah. entertainment 
Um, wasn't there wasn't surprised by by I was I would have I would have laid down Hellions and and uh, <laughs> his, uh, Cat, Strange Academy mm-hmm. as as recommendations. But I mean, there were a couple there that uh, like those two. I just recently got into Hellions. Uh, great recommendation. It's very funny. The art was great. Yep. Um, it just the yeah. It just has so many elements of like this is Suicide Squad, suicide squad done better. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's just so so good. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a couple that long term readers are going to be like you totally missed this like mm-hmm. for example Dark Knight Returns yeah. and Frank Miller's run on Daredevil and, oh. and whatnot. Um, I I also would have thrown in there you know there's a couple uh, like um, oh more Batman ones again mm-hmm. uh, like Red Red Sun actually that's a Superman yeah. one Red Sun Superman is actually pretty yeah. good if you want to delve into Superman and whatnot but uh, yeah. well, it's but funny I mean, it's it's hard like I said like when when you talk about when it's talk about consistency if you look at the like look at the X Men you have like Execution song you have the um, uh, Mutant Messiah yeah uh, mm-hmm. Messiah complex basically um, House of M like they've just like yeah. like X Men just like when they do a typically I'm not gonna say they're 100 percent awesome all the time but typically when they bang out a a, a storyline mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. yeah, it's good, and they just and they repeatedly do it. <laughs> well, over, I mean, over, over, over. but then you have like AVX, and there's yeah. there's been some mixed misses. So. Well, lately, I would say it's a lot of averages. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> law of averages, 100. When, yeah. you, when you've been writing since the 60s, you know, there's going to be a couple stinkers. Yeah. Uh, any questions you have for us about I any don't comics? Think or so. I don't think so. You guys are so good at like. I mean, I listen to the podcast a lot already, so like I always kind of like in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, if I'm picking a read, I'm like, what would Dave and Greg? Do <laughs> no, we appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Any final thoughts, Dave? Uh, no, I would just say like you know again. I know it's intimidating when it comes to you know when you're looking at something's like oh this was created in you know the forties or the fifties. <laughs> There's a lot of material here. Um, just just you know if if you don't have somebody to recommend something for you and you're really into say uh, a comic that we didn't mention at all something like Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. just grab something. Yeah, just yeah. grab it and read it. Oh yeah, you know um, it, it's. It, it, Google is yeah. obviously a great place <laughs> to look for lot, stuff. There's a lot of really good like um, yeah. like lists or articles that I checked out that that just say like here's some good. So not even necessarily here's a good like issue or whatever to start with, but here's a good way of deciding. Yeah, mm. which, bank, really yeah. <laughs> and, um, which and, I think and, is a better way to go about it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean we usually land a lot Marvel focused, but I mean there's a lot of good stuff on the DC side, mm-hmm. like Blackest Night for, for oh yeah, uh, that's Jeff a good Jones run on on Green Lantern was right. amazing. Yeah, there's some really really good stuff over there as well that that we're maybe not just as familiar yep. with. Um, but you know, like I said, the biggest recommendation is just like just pick it up and read it. Yep. Give it a chance. It's, um, it's not just punchy punchy verse handbooks. <laughs> uh, there's there's some you know yeah. some, there's some really really good stories buried in there. Yeah, and I think it's never been a better time to get into comic books, yeah. right? No, like, I, I, mean, I would agree with that for sure, yeah. especially with the, the accessibility of it. Like, you know, we were talking about the Marvel Unlimited app, and, like, even that on the app, they have, here's the reading guides for if you want to read, you know, the House of M stuff, or mm-hmm. here's, here's a reading guide if you want to, you know, what the new Marvel shows, like, come out. They're like, here's your intro to She-Hulk, or here's your yeah. intro to Miss Marvel, or whoever it is. So, like, those are those are really good tools for people if you're not sure where to start, so... 100%. No, that's a good point. Uh, so, yeah, that's the end of our podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, wherever you found us, make sure to follow. We try to do monthly podcasts. Uh, and let us know in the comics if you uh, comments if you have any recommendations or anything we missed and if we're completely wrong on something. We're always enjoy that. Uh, really quick, where can, what's your uh, TikTok handle? I'm on TikTok at uh, Melanie Plowright, so it's just my name. 
Uh, so it's M-E-L-A-N-I-E-P-L-O-W-R-A-G-H-T, and you can uh, watch me uh, be sad and desperate for Bucky Barnes and uh, <laughs> talk about comic books that I read sometimes. <laughs> 100%. I'll also link it in, in the description and whatnot, and we'll see you all next time. See ya. Bye.